foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. And you know, Janie, we've spent the past couple of weeks discussing the dangers of anger and how we disguise it under words like irritation, frustration, and aggravation, because they seem like really less harmful words, right? But we're only deceiving ourselves because it's still anger. (laughs) And with that deception, we continue in a pattern of behavior that keeps us in defeat. So today, I want us to look at some verses that will expose anger for what it really is and its result in our lives if we don't repent. Do I get three guesses on where you want us to go with that? (laughs) We're going to (laughs) Proverbs. Okay. All right. (laughs) And there's several throughout the scriptures here in Proverbs about anger and what it causes. But one that stands out for me is in Proverbs 14, 29, it says, He who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly. But I'm going to continue on with kind of the counter to 29. And it says, A sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. Mm. Now, which one's that? That's, verse 30. That's this verse 30, Sharon. Okay. And when I see about the folly, the foolishness, the nothingness that so many times we live in and under, then it seems like the, the, the 30 is saying, but a sound heart is life to the body, yeah. whereas folly is probably destruction right. because envy, which is evidently a part of folly, mm-hmm. is rottenness to the bones. Right. And when we talk about the bones being rotten, we usually talk about a a lack of blood supply and the rottenness to the bones can even result in bone cancer. So we Mm -hmm. need to recognize we pay a high price for the foolishness of anger on what it does to our physical body, not to mention our emotions our soul and our spirit. Well, and I think that's why it's so important that if we find ourselves saying things like, well, I just feel aggravated or frustrated or irritated, that we have to know that at the heart of that, at the root of that is anger. And so getting back to the root of that so we can take that to the Lord in repentance and work through that, I think we'll be better on the other side for that kind of of self-examination. Well, and most things are going to go back to several things, Sharon. It's going to go back to the root of fear mm-hmm. because we've talked for years, literally, on fear versus faith. There's only two tracks you can really travel. They uh-huh. both move in a forward progression, but you can't travel the same track at the same time. You're either on thinking about a train, you're either on the track of fear where it dominates or 
or you have learned to lay your fears where they belong and you're walking by faith. But, you know, we don't want to sound so pat answered, Sharon, because you can have fears and you believe you've conquered them and then you get whacked. Oh, yes. (laughs) Especially in today's society. Yes. And, And it used to be that you could, there were the good guys and the bad guys and everybody else was just kind of living normal. Well, now... I hear the stories, and it's worse than science fiction, and we're calling it the new non-normal normal. Yeah, it's a scary situation when you think about you don't know really who your enemy is because they look so innocent. Absolutely. You wouldn't think that that a child could uh, harm you because you went to the grocery store. Right. But, you know, in the same chapter back in Proverbs 14, 17, mm-hmm. you know, it says there that a quick-tempered person acts foolishly and a person of wicked intentions is hated. Now, there's a point here that I want to make. Okay. And that is that your temper can reveal many foolish things after which there is remorse and shame. Right. You had an I've out- experienced that, Janie. <laughs> well, and you've had an outburst. Mm-hmm. And it could have been because of just not having the right information at the right time. And rather than waiting to get all the facts, you blow and then you have to live with the shame. And even though the explosion is over with... And if you've exploded around others, I can promise you that shame has now driven a opinion in the others mm-hmm. that saw your explosion. Exactly. And now you've got to deal with the shame that lingers, with the guilt that accompanies that shame, mm-hmm. with the remorse. And usually you can have a tight stomach. Now, we're talking very practical today on how anger affects every part of us. And in the body of Christ, that's especially painful because you're going to be seeing them probably within three days of when you last saw them, or at least seven days. The the perspective that they get of who you are is based on that outburst. And that may be a, a moment in time and doesn't display who you really are, but it has such a huge impact on your ability to witness to that person, your uh, testimony of Christ. You know, later you may need to give them a, a word of encouragement, but will they take it, you know, yeah. from you, Miss Outburst of Wrath? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, so it, it's really impactful on our lives. Well, and then there's just one other point on this verse that we need to talk about. Sometimes the shame and the remorse is so painful that the person will withdraw. In other words, instead of going and saying, Lord, I messed up, I need to go back to the people Mm -hmm. where I exploded and clear and make everything smooth because the forgiveness has already been given at Calvary. Right. And so you confess your sins, that's 1 John 1, 9, and then you get up and you move forward. But sometimes the pain of embarrassment, that's another factor we've got to enter into it, is that a person will start to withdraw and even affect of how they serve in the church. And we've been talking about the church, but Sharon, what if it's in your own home? Yeah, and part of that withdrawal 
causes us to vent to other people too. And in Proverbs twenty nine eleven, it says, "A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back." And I hear many people today say, "You know, I just really need to vent and get this off my chest." Sometimes it turns to gossip. Sometimes it's just about our own rights being violated. Usually we vent not with a gentle heart of kindness, Mm. but we vent with sarcasm. We make Uh cute, strong sayings that dice and slice, but we say them in a joking, sarcastic manner. We're still getting out our frustration and our venom and maybe even trying to punish the person with the witty sayings. And that changes the perspective of the person that you're talking to, that you're venting to. That It changes their perspective of you because you're venting and also to the person that you're venting about, possibly. And to anybody that might be having listening ears to the conversation <laughs> that's not directly involved. Um, there's another verse in Proverbs. Of course, well, you know, we could spend quite a bit of time mm-hmm. here in Proverbs, but in 1518... It says, a wrathful person stirs up strife, but the one who is slow to anger allies contention. Now, I just want to, we don't have time to get into all these addresses, but I just want to tell you what the Bible says in a few short sentences about strife. Arrogance stirs up strife. Strife is usually expressed in anger or sarcasm. God says he hates the spreading of strife. He says through presumption, through presuming something that may not be reality, but it is in your mind, Uh comes nothing but strife. It's better to have a little and be quiet than with lots with strife. We're commanded to abandon strife. People who love sin... And this form of sin is called transgression, which is going outside the boundary, love strife. Some people will use great exaggerations, Mm -hmm. which may be very easily called a transgression if we're going against the word of God. Sometimes when we go into venting, thinking that we're doing something just to help ourselves, relieve some pain in our heart, we end up causing the strife that the Lord hates so very, very much. I'm going to run back up to Proverbs 2, 27, and it says, whoever digs a pit will fall into it, and he who rolls a stone will have it rolled back on him. Mm. And when we use our words, yeah, as a way to dig a pit to harm someone with malice. And, you know, as I'm talking here, I'm thinking also of what it says in Proverbs 6, the things that are abomination Mm -hmm. unto the Lord. Let's read those, Janie. It says there are six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift to running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and here's the one you want, and one who sows discord amongst the brethren. 
and every single one of those at the root is anger. And that's why mentoring matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hart's ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHarts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N-Hearts.org.